0: forward to playing Garbina because I did lose last couple of times, but I did try to focus on that one time I beat her and channel that energy. Uh, so I was really happy that,
1: you know, I got through today.
2: Yeah, good win for Isla Tomlanovic. We're going to talk a bit of tennis now. We do that with Brett Phillips, and he is, of course, the host of First Serve, and uh, he joins us. You can catch First Serve, by the way, Monday nights from 8 p.m. on 1170 SEN. Uh, BP, how are you, mate? Thanks for joining us. No pleasure, Chris.
0: Uh, yeah, a really good day for Isla. Uh, a landmark victory. Uh, in Indian Wells regarded as the fifth major, and this is the sort of tennis we we know she's capable of. And she's you know back around her career high ranking of you know 39, and yeah, she's putting some good results together. I mean, that quarterfinal at Wimbledon certainly could have gone a bit further at the U.S. Open, but still made a third round. Here she is, third round at Indian Wells. These. Other tournaments where you make a name for yourself, you get some important points and yeah, good win against uh, Muguruza who'd won in Chicago the week before on the WTA tour and you know top ten scalp first for Isla this year. Um, yeah, hopefully there's there's plenty more to come.
2: Yeah, I hope so too. On the men's front, uh, Brett, um, bit of fire in John Millman's tussle with American Jack Sock. Our man getting the win in three, I think it was. He did, yeah. <laughs>
0: He's had, uh, he's had a tough year, uh, John. I think there's a bit of emotion that's spilled over. We actually had him on the first server a, a couple of weeks ago when he was in Kazakhstan. So he's mm. gone from Kazakhstan to Bulgaria to the west coast of America. I mean, the Aussies are covering some ground in this uh, last part. Those who have elected to stay on the road, because there are a few that have decided to come home and just wind up their seasons. But, look, there's a little bit of history with Sock, uh, going back to when Australia played the USA in the Davis Cup up in Brisbane and uh, sock and Curios are as thick as Anyway, I, I think it may be blown out a little bit too much. But, yeah, Johnny, uh, look, he's raw and he's honest. And any time you put a microphone in front of him, he'll tell you exactly how he's feeling. And, you know, he's still trying to give his heart and soul, even though he hasn't been home since uh, we left Brisbane in January of this year to come down and uh, bubble in Melbourne. And he's been on the road ever since. So there's times when, uh, yeah, it's going to boil over a little bit.
2: Someone should tell Jack to put a sock in it, no? Hey, very, nice. So who, who's very next, nice who's next who's next for Millman good question I haven't okay. actually uh, looked in no, don't worry that no. way I'll throw you under the, throw you yeah, under the one bus
0: one game at a time
2: one game a time has gone um, tough loss there to what the um, Polish eighth seed yeah Yeah. Herkash
0: her had a good year I mean he's he's uh, you know, had a really good Wimbledon. Um, he's won three titles. He's really arrived. Big Uby, one of the most popular players on the tour. Um, one of the nicest guys as well. And just a little bit too much firepower in the end. Uh, you know, certainly he made a good fist to the second set, uh, Popram. But I think he only converted one of five breakpoint opportunities. So you don't get too many against, um, you know, good ball strikers like Hercash. So Hercash is sort of where Popram would love to get to eventually. There's, a, there's a, some years separating those two, and that's just the natural progression. If you're good enough, you can take on the tour. So there's there's lots to like about the Popperin game, but there's also, you know, it's a work in progress, for sure.
2: And back on the girls, Astra Sharma, she's the last Aussie on court tonight. That'll be uh, on court this afternoon, I think, our time. Well, yeah, uh, she had to
0: retire. Yeah, she had to retire, oh, Chris, unfortunately. Yeah, she was uh, 4-3 up against Kasek Keane the Russian, and um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. It's only happened just a short time ago. We were just watching a couple of other matches at yeah. the same time, so we'll get the lowdown on that. Look, she came through qualifying, had a really good first-round win against Donna Vekic, uh, which has propelled her back inside the top 100. Mm. Um, but, yeah, she's obviously played a lot of tennis this year, and, yeah, unfortunate for is she's had to pull out.
2: All right. No, I wasn't across that, mate. We've got our eyes on a 1,000 sports here at the moment, too, and uh, the build-up to the fight is, is is underway, well underway, the build-up, so... Uh, We're keeping across as much as we can. But Indian Wells itself, Brad, it's it's growing, isn't it, in sort of significance year on year? Why has it become such a such a big um, feature event for the top players around the world?
0: Look, it's it's a brilliant tournament. I was lucky to go there twice, eighteen and nineteen. I would have been there last year, and then that was the first big sporting event that got cancelled, and everything um, Mm. sort of the domino effect from there. Look, it's two and a half hours inland from Los Angeles, uh, in the Coachella Valley. Uh, near Palm Springs. It is just the most picturesque tennis setting uh, in the desert. Uh, Pretty slow courts, but at night, you know, the the fans are rugged up. It it really is regarded as the fifth major. Um, You know, certainly it's 96 in the field. The prize money's magnificent. Uh, so it's a top 1,000 event for the men and the women. And yeah, Miami probably, Indian Wells and Miami, those two events that are normally back-to-back in March, Miami once upon a time was the bigger, and Indian Wells has certainly gone ahead of Miami. Just the, the grounds, it's it's an incredible setting. If you're if you're a tennis lover, Chris, this is one you've got to put on the bucket list. So uh, yeah. yeah, get there when, when the world uh, frees up a little bit.
2: Well, I've got a few things on the bucket list. If I've got to go to Indian Wells, I've been told I've got to go to Vegas where this fight is as well. I haven't done that. Now I'm getting on BP. I think I'm even I'm older than you. Um, it's I'm running out of time for this bucket list. I was talking to a mate of mine, Ryan Roland Smith. So he's a former pitcher over there in the in Major League Baseball. Um, and yep. we are talking about the, the Major League Baseball playoffs. Um, and a mate of his is Liam Hendricks. So he's, uh, he's an Aussie over there. Um, I think he's the only Aussie pitcher we've got over there now. He's with the, with the White Sox. And he was saying that Liam does this, this really good fist pump, just like Leighton Hewitt does. And then I've got a, uh, one of our listeners sent in a text. Um, AC from, um, from North Sydney says, uh, sent in a text that's just got... Oh, don't forget um, that Leighton was actually copying uh, Mats Verlander.
0: Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, Mats Philander. I mean, when I was growing up, Mats Philander uh, was at the the peak of his powers. Uh, and that's when Swedish tennis was flying. Because you had Edberg and you had Philander up in the top 10, both winning majors. I remember when Australia played Sweden in a couple of great Davis Cup ties at, at the old Kooyong when Pat Cash and Philander were playing five-setters and uh, Mats is every time you go to a major, Chris, Matts Verlander will be positioned up against a wall somewhere. He works for Eurosport, yeah. the most relaxed guy. He, 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 ask him for an interview, and he's happy to spend 10 minutes with you. And, yeah, a champion back in his day in Swedish tennis, um, a long way from where it was uh, back, uh, what, 25, 30 years ago.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mate, thanks for jumping on the line. Brett, always good to chat. And uh, we might chat again next weekend if that's okay.
0: Yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, and plenty of uh, the first serve will cover it, as you mentioned, 8 o'clock. Uh, tomorrow night, um, Indian Wells will be a a huge focus.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks again, Brett. Um, There is Brett Phillips. So, yeah, host of uh, The First Serve. And uh, Monday nights, 8 p.m. on 1170 SCN. This is Sports Central coming up to 23 minutes to three. And uh, just around the grounds we go um, all the way to Vegas. And I'm just looking at this uh, live stream coming in here to the studio. Um, Still a a fair way away from the main bout. I'm just looking at Tyson Fury now. He's, he's in the change room and he's, he's shadow boxing and sparring and um, he's got a ring of a, a concierge around him. No, an entourage, rather, not a concierge, but uh, about 12 or 13 people there in his dressing room. Would they all have a, a unique role to play or just oh, hang, hang hangers, hangers on us
1: Well, a lot of them I'd suggest now, Chris, are getting ready for the, the walkouts last time were absolutely yeah. superb. Deontay Wilder came out in some sort of. It looked like someone out of Daft Punk. Like he yeah. had a, a big helmet on with a golden crown on top of it, and Fury walked in carried yeah. by six blokes. Yes, on a on a throne, like a, Rome, so, like a throne.
2: Yeah, they put so much energy oh. and thought into the the walkout, and I'm just wondering: does this sort of distract you or, or sap your mental energy ahead of? You know your biggest fight in in in, in some time, but um well, it's some, all part of it, isn't
1: it? Part of one of the wilder excuses he used directly after that fight oh, yeah. was that his 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 gear that he'd used pre-fight mm. had worn him out
2: because it was so heavy, and, and the suit and, and the the helmet and everything it was was uh, the regalia was too heavy. Well, Deontay, hello, He's used
1: ev- oh, mate. hello,
2: how'd you be Didn't you having know? him?
1: You know, imagine the excuses he could come up with for turning up late to a day of work or something like that. Mm
2: on a uh, on a serious note now with the gypsy king and and his uh, struggles with mental health are well documented aren't they well documented um and he doesn't shy away from it and and he said openly that you know he finds solace or or almost his medicine is in keeping fit getting to the gym and, and the fight game itself it's what keeps him um keeps him in shape upstairs it is on World uh, Mental Health Day too I should put a p- point out so um ask your mates ask your mates don't be don't be ashamed of it ask your mate are you okay are you feeling okay and follow that up because um, you know, for too long, I think, mental health has been put in the cupboard and there's been a bit of a stigma about it. Well, not anymore. Ask your mates, are they okay on World Mental Health Day?
1: Lifeline, if you need it, 13-11-14. 13-11-14 for Lifeline Australia. No, 24-7 counselling around this the clock.
2: This is Sports Central.